0: you need is the key of heaven, and the door can be opened to your victory and to set you free. Welcome to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast. The following message is titled, The Keys, Unlocking the Kingdom of Heaven, and was spoken by Pastor Gary Keller. We hope and pray this message blesses your life. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit us at nlcclancaster.com. He asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist. Some Elias, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So I speak today from this thought the keys unlocking the kingdom of heaven. The keys unlocking the kingdom of heaven. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the reading of your word today. I thank you for all of our guests and visitors. I thank you for every teacher teaching Sunday school next door. I pray that you will bless this house with a special anointing on this Sunday. believing you to bless, strengthen, and anoint every person and meet our needs today. And we will give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. As you are seated this past Wednesday evening, I had a special prayer for young adults that were here on Wednesday evening because the Bible says that your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall dream or see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And I believe that what God wants to accomplish in this room today is going to affect everyone from young to the old, from the front to the back, that everyone that is here today, God has the answer for the needs that you brought into this house. And so on this Sunday morning, I'm believing God to meet every one of those needs regardless of what they are. And what I want to bring to you today is a message that will enable you and help you to unlock the things of God that in turn will release the power of God to touch your life. The God-given keys Simon Peter received that day would eventually empower him with access and privilege and notwithstanding authority in the kingdom of God. And with the keys of the kingdom in his hands, Simon Peter would now have the ability to bind and loose things on earth because he heard the words of Jesus. And I will give unto you, Simon Peter, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And Simon, whatever you bind on earth, it's gonna be bound in heaven. Simon Peter, whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven heaven. We know beyond the shadow of a doubt that this is a supernatural phenomenon that is taking place. That whatever a man or a woman who believes in Jesus Christ, walks in the authority of his word, whatever they bind on earth will be bound in heaven. That's supernatural. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Therefore, it is vital. It is Um, fundamental it is imperative notwithstanding it is critical for you to understand the undeniable fact that when the Lord Jesus Christ gave Simon Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven that from that day forward all of heaven would stand behind Simon Peter and whatever he bound or whatever he loosed would be honored by the Lord God himself. And whatever he bound or loosed would be bound or loosed, not because of Simon Peter, but because of his faith to speak that word, and God said heaven honors faith. Nothing in the kingdom of heaven would be denied the disciples as long as they had the keys To the kingdom of heaven if they have the keys to the kingdom of heaven they would have the gifts of the spirit I believe today that the gifts of the spirit are in operation in the church today I believe that the gifts of the spirit will be in operation at the end of this message today I believe that God is going to heal someone. I believe there's going to be a a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, a prophetic word. I believe that the gifts of the Spirit should be in operation in the church every time the church comes together. And I believe that because you and I can buy into what the Lord said to Simon Peter on that fateful day, that indeed the Lord God will also give to us the fruit of the Spirit. That there will be love and kindness and gentleness and meekness and uh, against that there is no law. And on top of that, there would be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost upon their lives because God said to Simon, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatever you loose." On earth will be loosed in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And because of that, Simon Peter on the day of Pentecost preached a powerful message. And what happened? There was an outpouring. Of the power of the Holy Ghost upon 120 people in the upper room, notwithstanding the 3,000 that were added to the church that day in the streets. They would have at their disposal... Not only the gifts of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, but there would be gifts of healing and gifts of deliverance. There would be an unprecedented revival that would flow through Simon Peter. The keys to the kingdom are the keys to everything God has prepared for his people. And I will say at the outset of this exhortation today that God's desire for New Life Christian Center is for us. To have access and privilege and authority to everything in his kingdom. I believe that what happened two chapters later, when Jesus declared a powerful statement to his church, he was also speaking to us. In Matthew chapter 18, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together, in my name there am I in the midst of them. And so on this Sunday morning, you and I have gathered together here and if you are in need or if you have a situation in your life where you need God to step in, the Lord God is here today because his kingdom is here and whatever we loose in this service in just a few moments is going to be loosed in heaven and whatever we bind in this service this morning is going to be backed up by heaven and it's gonna be bound in heaven. We are a part of the kingdom of God. You are sitting with the princes and the princesses of the kingdom of God. We are rulers with him. We are kings and priests in his kingdom. The kingdom of heaven belongs to us. I believe that if God did and he did pour out his spirit upon all flesh at the beginning of this church in the early days of this church on the day of Pentecost, that God is here today to pour out his spirit upon all flesh in this room today. I believe that if God healed and we know that Jesus Christ, God manifested in the flesh, Came to this earth, and while he was here on this earth, he healed people, delivered people, set people free, blessed people. I don't think he is a respecter of persons. And what he did then, he is willing and able to do now. And the kingdom of heaven belongs to us. We have it. We are a part of it. Romans chapter 14 and verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. What is the kingdom of God? It is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Matthew 5 and 3, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 25, 34, shall inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Luke 9, 62, Jesus said unto them, no man have put in his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. John 3 and 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. James said in chapter 2 and verse 5, Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? And then finally, the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray starts like this. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come." Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Why? For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever, amen. We need on this Sunday morning the kingdom of God. We need the power. We need the glory. Why? Because we have needs just like they had in the early church and if God answered their prayer, and if God baptized them with power and with glory, and he is no respecter of persons, he's going to do it on this Sunday morning. We're believing God on this Sunday morning for the supernatural power of God to enter this room and meet the need that you brought here. Within the perimeters of this, the Lord's Prayer, it becomes obvious That at the end of the day, it will always be about his kingdom. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. As a matter of fact, on this Sunday morning in this house of worship, it's still about the kingdom of our God. Our Lord is the Lord of Lords. Our King is the King of Kings. He is the Father in creation. He is the Son in redemption and he is the Holy Ghost in regeneration. It is his kingdom, make no mistake about it. There is only one who sits on the throne in heaven and Jesus Christ is his name. Today our prayer must be thy kingdom come. There is no virtue in my hands, there is no virtue in this church, We don't have the ability to heal you or deliver you or to save you. We cannot do that. It's his kingdom. But we do avail ourselves on this Sunday morning to being a church that is a vessel where the Holy Ghost can flow into this place. And we believe that he has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. And we on this Sunday morning are gonna reach into the heavens and we're gonna say, God, we bind every sickness. And God's going to flow through this church to touch somebody that is sick today. We believe in the ministry of reconciliation in so much that we're reaching for the keys to the kingdom. And when we get a hold of the kingdom, the keys to the kingdom this morning, I believe that God is going to flow through this congregation. We understand that it is his kingdom and it is his power and it is his glory. And so because of that, he can trust us today with the keys to the kingdom. The greatest moment in my life was the day that I resigned as god of my life and declared the words of the ancient prophet Jeremiah to be true when he said, "O oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps." I understand that, therefore I need his key. I can't go through the door I need to go through. I can't do what I'm supposed to do. I can't say what I'm supposed to say unless I have his keys, the keys to his kingdom, to unlock the door. Because it is then when the door is unlocked, when I begin to bind things, heaven says, I back it up. When I begin to loose things in my life, God says, I'm going to back. That up make no mistake about it. Don't have any power. Can't do anything. No oil's going to flow out of my hand. I don't have the power to heal you, but I represent a God that is limitless. I represent a God that can do all things and he can do all things well. And on this Sunday morning, the greatest moment in your life will be the day that you realize that there's just one on the throne in heaven and your name is not on it. But the name that is on that throne is the saving, healing, delivering, powerful name of Jesus. The apostle Paul understood the immensity of the king and his kingdom when he penned these words to a young preacher by the name of Timothy. He said, Timothy, let me tell you about Jesus. Now, under the king eternal, Jesus is the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God. Be honor and glory forever. What a relationship that Jude must have had with the Lord in so much that he wrote now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God and Savior be glory and majesty dominion and power both now and forever amen why are we in this house of worship this morning why are we here why are you here why am i here i know this much we are here only by the invitation of our king and he is the one who can keep us from falling and he is the one that can present us faultless i don't have the key within myself to present myself faultless, but if I can get a hold of the keys of heaven, there is a door that can be unlocked that enables me to walk into the presence of God, and the presence of God cleanses my heart, and my mind, and my soul, and he keeps me from falling. You want to know how you're going to make it in this last hour? You're going to make it because you get a hold of the key. You get a hold of the keys of heaven and you start binding things in your life that have come against you and you start loosening things in your life that need to be set free. I promise you this on this Sunday morning that if you will take the challenge from this preacher and if you'll get a hold of the keys of the kingdom of heaven, the things that's been causing you to stumble and the things that's been causing you to be guilty. If you get a hold of the keys I'm talking about, I Want you to know we're talking about one that is able to keep you from falling. You don't have to fall. You don't have to backslide. You don't have to come up short. You don't have to miss out on heaven. Our God is able to keep you from falling. And on top of that, He can present you faultless in the glory of God. I wish to heaven right now. I pray to heaven right now. I reach to heaven right now that there would be a loosening of the power of God upon his people that there would be a binding of things that have you bound that you can lead captivity captive on this Sunday morning and I'll tell you how it's going to happen it's going to happen when you understand that the key of heaven has been ordained for you to have and you start unlocking things hallelujah let me preach to somebody right now you're in the church the church the ecclesia the called out you're at the right place at the right time because our God has promised in prayer over the last month that he is ready to move if we will let him move. He's ready to bind things if we'll allow him to bind him. He's ready to loose things if we'll loose them in Jesus' name. Can I preach to somebody, don't leave here without the key to heaven in your life. Don't leave here until God sets you free. Don't leave here till God opens a door. Don't leave here until you have victory in Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, I command it to come to this house where you can say, I bite it in Jesus' name. I loose it in Jesus' name. And watch God work on your behalf. Oh, somebody said, Hallelujah. Why are we here? We're here because of Revelation chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. When I saw him, John said, I fell at his feet as dead on the isle that is called Patmos. But he laid his right hand upon me saying unto me fear not john i am the first i am the last i am he that liveth and was dead and behold i'm alive forevermore amen but the amen was not the end of it normally when you find an amen that sums it up but he said just one more thing john I know that you are on this island, marooned on this island by men who hated you and want you to die. But I want you to remember this. I am he that liveth and was dead. I am he that liveth forevermore. That settles it. Amen. But one more thing I want you to know. I have the keys of hell and of death. I preached to you this morning on this Sunday morning that maybe you feel like you're on that island that is called Patmos. And maybe you felt God's power when the singers began to sing and how they sang today about the name of Jesus. Maybe you felt the presence of God and his right hand was upon you and you heard a final amen and yet there was still some fear in your heart. I felt you, Lord, I know you're here, I've already felt you while the preacher is preaching. You're in this house today, but oh God, my God, hallelujah, I need something. And God, the Lord God, did not leave John helpless on that day. He said, not only am I he that liveth and was dead, not only am I he that will live forevermore, Amen, that's settled. But don't forget this, John, on your island called Patmos, marooned here without life, I also have the keys to death hell, and the grave. And on this Sunday morning, praise God, don't stop at the amen. Understand that just beyond the last amen, there's a God that is saying, and oh, by the way, on this Sunday morning, I have the keys, hallelujah, to death, hell, and the grave. And also, don't forget that you can have these keys, and if you'll use them, you can have dominion and authority over everything the devil brings against you. You've got the keys of death, hell, and the grave that's in this place today. And I will give you those kings, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Let's look at one of the great examples of Simon Peter, who on the fateful day of Matthew 16 When Jesus said, who do men say, I the son of man am, Simon said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God and the Lord said because this revelation has come to you I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it and Simon I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom we know that the keys he used on the day of Pentecost were powerful for salvation and we believe in the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead we believe in repenting of our sins and being baptized in the power name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And we believe in the infilling of the gift of the Holy Ghost as the initial evidence uh, of of God's presence living inside of you through the speaking in tongues. But that's not all we are today. He said, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So we know what Simon Peter did in Acts chapter 2. But join me now in Acts chapter 3 Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate, called beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple asking alms. And Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand, the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength, and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. On that fateful day, the lame man expected to receive coins from John and Peter. However, He was getting ready to receive much more than he expected. That is the key, because instead of a coin, he was about to receive a cure. And on this Sunday morning, what if people were met in these altars with more than they expected? What would happen this morning if someone came to this altar expecting a coin, but they left here with a cure? What would happen if they pulled, if we as the church pulled out the keys to the kingdom of heaven and shared with everybody in this place the solution to your body, your mind, your soul, and your spirit, which is Jesus Christ? The solution is Jesus. And because Jesus has given us the keys of his kingdom, we can go back to Matthew 18 and say, Whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. If two of you agree as touching anything that you ask, it shall be done. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. We don't have what you're... Listen to me. We don't have what you're looking for this morning. I want to go on record as saying we don't have just what you're looking for this morning. We have more than what you're looking for this morning. Jesus Christ is always more than what people are looking for. And I back that up with Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us on this sunday morning your expect your expi- your expectations or your expectancy will always exceed god's ability your Your ability to to reach out to him will always be exceeded. Why? Because where our ability to ask ends, God's ability to act begins expectancy is in this house but God is able to go beyond your expectations so at the height of your expectancy God can do more people in need this morning will receive more than they expect because God is in this house I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven God can take the blind and make them see. God can take the deaf and make them hear. God can take the lame and make them walk. God can take the mute and make them talk. God can take the weak and make them strong. God can take the bad and make them good. God can take the corrupt and make them clean. Why? Because the key is in the house. This morning New Life Christian Center has the key which binds sin. If you are in sin today, you can absolutely be set free in these altars. New Life Christian Center has the key to bind loneliness. And if you're lonely today, the comforter is in the house in the name of Jesus. New Life Christian Center has the key to sickness today. The healer is in the house right now. We have the key to afflictions today. Day. and if you are afflicted he that the son has set free is free indeed. New Life Christian Center has the key to open spiritual insight for you and your family if you are in spiritual darkness Jesus Christ is the light of the world. New Life Christian Center has the key to bind deception if you've been deceived Jesus is the way Jesus is the truth Jesus is the life and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. New Life Christian Center has the key to bind fear today. To those who walk in fear we declare Jesus will be your prince of peace. New Life Christian Center has the key to bind every devil because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I'm just telling you all you need is the key of heaven and the door can be opened to your victory and to set you free yeah. hallelujah 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 he that the son has set free is free indeed you may look down here at the altar and see hundreds of keys they're here they're right here on the altar i called my friend the locksmith in new lex 80 some years old he's my buddy i called him and i said I said, uh, uh, Mr. McGill, you got any keys that you're not using? Because I called Slater. I wanted to buy three or 400 keys for this morning. They were $1.99 apiece. And I thought, that'd probably be just a little too much, $800 worth of keys to buy for one sermon. And so Mr. McGill said, come on over. So I went over to his house yesterday. I got there at noon, and he pulled out three buckets of of keys. And he said, take these. And I said, I just need a I just need a third of one bucket. He said, They're yours. I loaded my trunk down. The car sat like that going down the road. It had all these keys. And so we pulled out about somewhere between three and four hundred keys for this morning, and it looked like we hadn't even touched them. If you need a key, just let us know. Praise God. We I got keys to everything, probably to your house, probably to your car. Got a key to everything and so we just brought some keys and why did you do this pastor what are all these keys up here for because here's what I want us to do as New Life Christian Center I want you to take a key for every member of your family and I want you to give it to them and I want you to put it for the next couple of weeks somewhere where you'll see it every day if it's the mirror all of you look in the mirror in the morning I know you do hallelujah I just can tell that you do there's a couple of you others questionable but most of you look in the mirror every morning and so I want you to take this key And what I'm going to do is I'm going to tape my key to the mirror. And and every morning when I get up, I'm going to see that key. And it's going to remind me of this sermon. Hallelujah. That God has given us the keys to the kingdom. And every morning for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to say, Lord, thank you for giving me power to bind things. Thank you, Lord, for giving me power to loose things. I'm going to walk in the kingdom. You see, what I'm afraid we're doing today is playing games with God. And we're just going through the motions and we never unlock anything and we never say anything free, and we never bind anything. It's time for this church to start loosening and binding things that God wants loosed and God wants bound. I cannot do it by myself. The ministerial staff cannot do it by themselves. But together, if we'll buy in to what the Holy Ghost is saying, and what the Holy Ghost has been speaking to me in prayer for the last month, every day we're coming to this house, praying and seeking God, and God is saying, I've given you the key. I'm asking God for things and he's saying, why don't you unlock it? Why don't you say it? Why don't you do it? I gave you the keys. Go ahead and do it. I think it's time for us to start activating what God has already ordained for us to have. And if there's somebody here today that's hurting, there's a key to open that door. Somebody's been discouraged, God's got a key to give you encouragement. Somebody's sick, God's got a key to open up the virtue. I will give you the keys of the kingdom and whatever you bind shall be bound. Whatever you loose shall be loose. So in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, I distribute to your spirit and to your heart the keys to the kingdom of heaven. It's time to bind some things. It's time to loose some things. It's time to be set free. (laughs) So, my final scripture goes like this. Matthew 10, 7 and 8 When I read this, I'm finished. As you go, preach. Mm. As you go, preach. Woo. As you go, preach. And this is what I want you to preach. Not only am I going to tell you what to preach. Or to preach I'm going to tell you what to preach and Jesus said as you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand it's in your hand you have the key The kingdom of heaven is in your hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely you've received freely. Hallelujah. Someone today is sick. As you go, say this, the kingdom of heaven is in my hand. Whatever you loose, whatever you bind, is going to be backed up by heaven. Heal the sick. That's a tall order. You know, Mark Brown is not here today, so I'll throw him under the bus. He's easy to throw under the bus. He's fun to throw under the bus. He knows the size of the tires of the bus I throw him under because I throw him under all the time. He and Judy are celebrating with Judy's father, his 87th birthday this morning. So they're not here today. But Brother Mark Brown called me this week and said, what can I do? I wanna wanna go pray for somebody. And I said, here's what you do. Here's your assignment for, for Friday, day before yesterday. I said, you go to Crestview Nursing Home and visit Sister Harden because I'll be at the district conference and I'm not going to be able to get there. I said, you go to the district conference and you pray for Sister Hardin and pray for Sister Jan. So he leaves a message on my phone yesterday. I'm enjoying the ministry of going and praying for people. I'm listening to this voicemail. I went to Sister Jan's office or a room uh, at Crestview. I went into her room at Crestview and while I was there they brought free Cokes in. I love the ministry. This is Mark Brown. He said, so I walk from Sheridan over to Eckerd or vice versa and went into Sister Hardin's room and she was asleep. So he said, I just sat there until she woke up. And while she was sleeping, they came by with the ice cream cart. And he said, so in her room, when she woke up, I was finishing her ice cream. He's got a real messed up view of ministry. Praise God. So the fact of the matter is, he walked in there. And besides that, he took a key with him and prayed for Sister Jan. And took a key with him and prayed for Sister Hardin. When you go, the kingdom of heaven is going to be in your hand. Heal the sick. I can't do that by myself. But I do have a key, hallelujah. And God's able, praise God, to open every door for every sickness in the name of Jesus. And I claim it done in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Cleanse the lepers. There are some that need the power of God, not just physically to cleanse them, but to cleanse them from all the things the enemy has hung on them. All the distractions that they're dealing with. Raise the dead. Not only can the Lord Jesus Christ raise the dead, but those who are spiritually dead Even in this house today, God can raise you up for his glory. Why? Because we have a key. Cast out devils on this Sunday morning if you are oppressed or possessed. We don't care. We're not intimidated by that. If you feel like you are oppressed by the enemy, we have a key, bless God, that says the enemy cannot have authority over you because you're not under the law, but you are under grace. And if you are possessed by the devil today, he cannot control you. And if you want delivered, we will cast that devil out of you today in the name of Jesus. This church is not afraid of sickness. We're not afraid of the enemy. We're not afraid of the devil. We're not afraid of oppression. We're not afraid of anything. Not because of who we are, but because Jesus said I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it when you get the key in your hand. Hallelujah. And the devil's idea is, I've got you right where I want you. I've got you down I've got you bound. I've got you in fear. I've got you right where I want you. His biggest nightmare is when a church wakes up and said, we're not putting up with that anymore. Hallelujah. He's given us the key to the kingdom of heaven. And he said, whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Hallelujah. So in the name of Jesus... Every dark, evil spirit that has come against you this week, in the name of Jesus Christ, there's someone here today, right now, under the sound of my voice, the enemy has stepped into your life. I don't know if it was in your bedroom or at work, but the enemy has stepped into your life and said, you will never be free. I've got you bound. You shouldn't even go to church, but on this Sunday morning, you're in church. And I say in the name of Jesus, but the spirit of prophecy that's on me right now, that God God has given this church the key of deliverance and you don't have to leave this place with that, with being bound anymore that the God we serve is in this house. Hallelujah. I don't know if you came to play church or not, but the, the days of dead church is over. The day, the days of just going through the motion is over. We've got to have a key that unlocks the door, that springs it wide open. Hallelujah. If I don't believe God can do these things, we might as well shut the door, close the church, sell the building, go do something else. But we're here today because he that the Son has set free is free indeed. And in the name of Jesus, I bind everything that's not like him in this house today and I loose the power of the Holy Ghost. And you can just, you know, you can just kind of look at me and we can't force anything on anybody. I was preaching In Sherman, Texas, I haven't told this story for years. For Sherman, Texas, for Charles Glass, 22 years old. Mm. I don't know nothing. I thought I knew it all. I didn't know anything. Because I strutted in with my Swedish knit suit, top stitching, wide lapels. Looking cool, man. A Lot of hair black, wavy, and now it's waved goodbye. <laughs> I walked in, sitting on the platform with Brother Glass. He slapped me on the knee. said, let's go to the front row while the choir sings. We walked down to the front row. I had my best, it was a big church, big church. I had my best sermon for the first Sunday night of that revival. I was there for about two months. It broke free. It broke loose. It had nothing to do with me. I found that out after the very first Sunday night. I'm sitting on the front row with Brother Glass, and I look up into the choir, and there's a blonde-headed girl in the choir. And the thought went through my mind, she's full of the devil. And I thought, Where did? why, why would I think that of that sweet darling? Why would I think that? So I just kind of kept on worshiping. The choir was singing, praise God, was doing that. And and I looked at her again and the Lord said, She's full of the devil. Oh my God in heaven. I, I don't know what to do with this. I'm I'm 22 years old. I don't know what to do with this. So when you don't know what to do with something and you're an evangelist, you just step behind the pastor. And you don't look at her anymore. Beautiful chandeliers. Love you, Jesus. Yeah, 22 years old. And next thing I know, Holy Ghost falls, and there's a circle of people around her, and they're praying for her. And next thing I know, Brother Glass is in front of her with Sister Glass, and her hands are all twisted, and her face is twisted. And and Brother Glass is praying for her. And so I said, I don't want involved. I'm going to get about 10 people behind, and so I'm behind her. She's about 10 deep. They're all praying for her, and it gets quiet, and she says, in a a hideous voice, she said, Glass, I'm going to kill you, and then with those twisted hands, she turned and said, I'm behind her. She goes, and Keller, I'm going to kill you, and I go, oh, God, there's (laughs) got to be another Keller in this house. And Brother Glass said, turn her loose, full of the devil, off the platform, out the back door. There was a breakthrough in the worship when she left, and all of a sudden, it's just Brother Glass and me on the platform. And I see her come through the back door, and I see the ushers, probably on purpose, reaching to stop her, but she's just out of their grasp. And so there's ushers running behind her and she's running to the platform and it's just brother glass and me and she comes up on the platform and brother glass i see him stiffen up it's not a good sign when the pastor (laughs) and she bypasses him and she's coming straight at me and i said to myself self you have never hit a girl (laughs) but you're getting ready to knock the snot out of this one I made up my mind I'm hitting her I'm not she her lights are going out <laughs> she coming straight at me and I'm go I go in Jesus name boom it was like she hit a wall and fell back and ran out of the church that's not the end of the story four o'clock in the morning somebody's knocking on the guest room door of brother Glass's house and I hadn't slept very much And I'm thinking oh Lord somebody is at the door and I said yes Gary yes brother glass get your clothes on we're going to the church to meet that girl oh my god (laughs) four o'clock in the morning one elder Brother Glass, myself, met her. Come to find out she was a third generation Pentecostal. Come to find out that when she came in to the church at four o'clock in the morning, the enemy was still in her. But she was saying, Pastor, I need help. And and the, the, the enemy's voice, I will not let her go. I will not let her go. And Brother Glass said, oh, yeah. Yeah, you will let her go because she wants to be free. She's come back to be free. And I watched from a little distance. The elder and the pastor cast 12 evil spirits out of her one by one and that one said I'm not coming you are coming out in the name of Jesus and before long that last 12th spirit came out of her and she broke free in speaking in tongues and I felt the Holy Ghost come into that church and she was free I went back for two or three years and every time I walked into that house she was singing in the choir worshiping and praising God I don't know how the devil gets in but every once in a while he'll make his way in but I'm telling you in the name of Jesus that if the enemy's been dealing with you we have the key to the kingdom of heaven and God can set you free God wants to set somebody free in this house right now he wants you to be free in Jesus name come on let's praise him just a moment let's praise him we've got the key God's given us the key to the kingdom hallelujah as you go preach and this is what you say the kingdom of heaven is at hand so on this sunday morning the kingdom of heaven is at hand as you go preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand heal the sick we are here in the name of jesus to heal the sick we are here to cleanse the lepers We are here to raise the dead. We are here to cast out devils. Why? Because freely we have received and freely we give in the name of Jesus. I saw him. I saw him for three days. I saw him for three days. Walk in to that incredible crowd in Ethiopia. And they led him, blind eyes, wandering into the nothingness of his darkness. I watched him three days. And on that third day, Brother Cole said, bring him here. It's the first time I saw a totally blind man. Brother Cole said, bring him here. Let us pray. And as Brother Cole prayed for him, I saw it was like, It was like a cloth was taken from his eyes and you could see his eyes that saw nothing and all of a sudden he saw and he broke out praising and magnifying God. As far as I know from that day to this, he is still healed because God set him free. In my office, there is a rope. I can show it to you after church. There is a rope and I watched him in that conference as they bound demoniacs. They brought him in tied. I watched them as they tied this lady up to a post. A lady bound with ropes tied to a post. You could tell she was deranged and demonically possessed through the whole service for three days. She fought everything that was there. But her family brought her every day. They couldn't control her, so they tied her. And they tied her to that post. But right after that man was healed, Brother Cole said, Loose her and bring her here. And they brought her up there, a demon speaking out of her in a male voice. And, and all of a sudden, Brother Cole said, In the name of Jesus, darkness, you have to go. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was clothed in her right mind and set free and worshiped and praised God. You didn't have, listen, you didn't have to wonder whether she would be at the next service. She was in the altar worshiping and praising God because the Son had set her free. Hallelujah. Let me just tell you that God is able to reach down. Down right now in this service. Why? Because we've got the key to the kingdom. And whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This church is getting ready to embark upon a spiritual journey. I want you to go. I want you to get a key. I want you to get a part, be a part of this. I want you to buy into this because God is getting ready to bless this church as we pray and as we fast. God's getting ready to send unprecedented revival to this church. And if you want to be a part of it, come on, let's go. If you want to be a part of it, get your key and let's go. you want to be a part of it, get your praise on. If you want to be a part of it, get your prayer on. If you want to be a part of it, start binding things in your home. In the name of Jesus, I bind things that are not right. Start loosening the power of the Holy Ghost in your home, in your workplace, on the, at school, on the job, in the car. You start binding and loosening things. All of a sudden, you're going to start walking in the liberty where with the li- you have been set free. Hallelujah. And we're going to see things unprecedented. In this day and hour in this church, Simon Peter not only had the keys for the gospel on, on the day of Pentecost, but he had the key to set somebody free, and all that person expected was coins, but he got a cure at the gate called beautiful. Hallelujah. I don't know what you came to expect, but the expectancy that you came here with God can supersede it and give you more than you ever dreamed possible. That concludes this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. And for those of you on iTunes, leave us a good rating. Thank you for listening to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast.